Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. President Joe Biden is officially not coming after your gas stove. Not that he ever was. The Biden administration published a new rule this week aimed at requiring some gas and electric stoves to be more energy efficient. But the regulation is weaker than what DOE initially proposed last year. Remember, Republicans and some centrist Democrats heavily criticized the administration after a Biden appointee suggested gas stoves could be banned. The White House quickly stated it did not wish to ban gas stoves, but still the issue exploded on the Hill. So today we chat with Politico's Kelsey Tamburino about the details and politics of Biden's new gas stove rule. It's Tuesday, January 30th. So on Monday, the Energy Department issued a final rule setting efficiency standards for residential gas and electric stoves and ovens. So this is the big gas stove rule we'd heard lots about for months. The rule itself is not solely focused on gas stoves, but when the administration first proposed this rulemaking last year, gas stoves really became the point of contention. And the initial proposal from the Energy Department last year would have set standards for gas cooktops that would impact what they said was nearly half the market. And Republicans on the Hill and some in the appliance and gas industry really seized on this as a government overreach and kind of a de facto ban on gas stoves. And I should say, to be clear, the rulemaking as proposed would have never actually banned gas stoves. But that was the continued rhetoric we saw, which became a really big culture war type conversation on and off the Hill. Now, amid all of that, last fall, a range of groups, including those representing appliance manufacturers, consumer groups, and efficiency groups, offered joint consensus recommendations on several rulemakings at DOE, including this one on cooktops, including gas stoves. And what they offered was more of a modest approach than DOE's initial proposal. And what the Energy Department ultimately finalized on Monday was aligned with those recommendations. So they basically adopted a scaled back rulemaking than what was initially proposed last year. Yeah, no, I remember this caused quite the uproar on the Hill, right? We saw backlash, as you mentioned, from Republicans, also some centrist Democrats, and there was even legislation trying to prevent the administration from doing a, a final rule in this space. But I mean, now that the final rule is out, and as you said, it is somewhat weaker than the proposed, how is the administration justifying that? And kind of what's your sense of how much the pushback might have influenced the decision, if at all? Yeah, I mean, so it's important to note that it's not totally abnormal for the department to adopt these sort of consensus recommendations. In fact, doing so often could decrease the likelihood of court challenges given that there is an agreed upon framework. So, I mean, it's hard to say how much of the final rule was because of this pushback, but I think it would be hard to kind of think about this rulemaking in a vacuum outside of that. I mean, on the Hill, we saw bipartisan legislation, as you noted, to ensure no gas ban could happen, even as Democrats agreed that there was no such rulemaking to do so. One thing that's important to note in this context is that Dewey has really maintained for months that claims of a gas stove ban were misinformation and that it was required to do this rulemaking by Congress. And even last year, after it had made the initial proposal, Dewey floated 
less stringent requirements for gas stoves than it initially had already. And that at that time, it said it was provided new data that it initially hadn't tested. And with this final rule on Monday, there's even more data offered to the record that I think is influencing this final decision and the change. But I think in the final rule, we also got glimpses, right, of the administration's own acknowledgement of kind of the concern around this rulemaking as it makes the point pretty directly that this rulemaking does not limit consumers' use of any cooktop within the home. Yeah, to that point, I mean, what types of stoves might be affected or might have to make improvements? I mean, what's the actual impact potentially on consumers from this final rule? Yeah, so the final rule would only apply to newly manufactured models beginning in 2028, so four years from now. And the new standards, DOE said, will only require a small portion of models to make modest improvements. And so where the initial proposal would have impacted about half of the gas stoves on the market, this final rule only impacts about 3% of gas stove models. So there's a significant difference there in terms of the proposed rule and the finalized rule. Wow. And then what kind of reaction are you seeing so far from the Hill or other stakeholders? Yeah, I mean, the initial reaction, I think you can imagine from the organizations that were involved in the joint recommendations are cheering this. You know, they see it as a win for consumers and energy savings. Efficiency advocates, you know, still see this as an important rulemaking, even if modest and kind of, you know, are hoping that this kind of puts an end to the controversy we saw earlier this year around gas stoves. I think it remains to be seen if that's the case. We're still waiting to hear if there are any groups that are planning to sue still over this rulemaking. And on the Hill, I've started to get some responses from folks, even though I would say it's muted. I heard from at least one congressman who called this kind of a a new face on the plan to dictate Americans' choices when it comes to appliances. And I think we could continue to see that rhetoric as the Energy Department has more rulemakings in the future on other appliances. And I think this argument, particularly in election year, that the administration is overreaching and trying to ban consumers' appliances and thwarting fossil fuel usage in the home, like I think we're going to continue to see that as more rulemakings move out of the Energy Department. Also, the Supreme Court will hear arguments in late March about the Biden administration's objections to a multi-state agreement governing the Rio Grande River. The justices will examine a deal between Texas, New Mexico, and Colorado that would set up a new reporting system to determine whether Texas is getting its fair share of water from the river. While the agreement has received the approval of a federal judge, the Biden administration is asking the Supreme Court to reject the deal, arguing that it ignores concerns about groundwater pumping in New Mexico. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is taking action to keep methane in the pipe. Their 2028 upstream methane intensity target is set to be 53% below the 2016 baseline and they're committed to evolving facility designs and operating practices. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash methane.